new school year, but make it affordable. With Target, you can get everything you need for back to school without wasting time, money, or style. Deck out your room with colorful $5 bins, aesthetically pleasing $20 coffee makers, and cozy sheet sets for $9.50, and all the tech you need to succeed. Then get to planning those back-to-school looks with $5 wild fable tops and new parachute pants. Yeah, those are back now, too. Here's to a great school year. Shop back to college at Target. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Transworld is into about 12 years of franchising now. And so over the last 12 years, there have been some great uh, franchise contributors that are in the Hall of Fame that we interview today. We also get to interview a couple uh, of the original franchisees that came on board even before Transworld was Transworld. Um, so that was really some interesting topics, but just their perspectives of how they got started in the business, why Transworld's grown for them and, and what growth they've um, been impacted with of the overall corporate brand. In today's economy, more people than ever are looking to buy and sell businesses, but how do you do it? Welcome to The Deal Board, presented by Transworld Business Advisors. Straight talk about real deals and real people. Listen to stories, interviews, and expert advice to help your business sale, merger, or acquisition process. Now, here are your business exit experts, Andy and Jessica. Welcome to The Deal Board, everybody. And today, we're wrapping up our four-part series on the history of Transworld. So we've both been asked across the years, like, what's Transworld's story? What's the history? And over the last four episodes of this series, that's what we've been trying to do and tell that story. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of research. And uh, it was, you know, I, I got old just listening to it. I just, you know, it's been, uh, I've been here almost 30 years, 28 years going on. And it's just been a fantastic ride. And it was great to look back and to look forward. I mean, you know, the first episode, was again research just trying to figure out you know what happened before I got here and it was a myriad of kind of explanations of partnerships and realty associations with realtors and moving around offices and who was in and who was out so it's an interesting listen and then we went to part two which was the pre-franchise right yeah, there's a pre-franchise, and I got um, the opportunity to interview you and some of your partners that grew the brand um, in Florida once you became the the ownership group. Um, and that was really just fun to hear starting off, you know, we, we think Transworld is this big global brand now, and you guys really built it from the ground up and bootstrapped it and built the foundation before even the franchise year started. Um, and if you guys haven't listened to parts one through three before this, I do highly recommend, we'll link them in the show notes, go and listen to the whole story, you know, take it on a walk with you. It's the episodes aren't super long, but listen to the whole story and catch up to where we are at today. So after we went through the pre-franchise years, we jumped in your, to your decision to franchise and how you were connected with United Franchise Group. Yeah. And we had Ray Titus and Bill Luce on, and it was a fun conversation talking to them you know, it, it was great to get their perspective. I mean, I was there and we were working through those issues, you know, through becoming a franchise. But for me, it was all brand new. And they have a different perspective, obviously, having been through multiple franchises and building them and what they saw and the opportunity they, and I didn't even see that the opportunity. Uh, Bill Luce, I keep calling Bill Luce our biggest fan. And he was just so for sure that this was going to be a winner and he's right. And uh, so it's a, that's an interesting listen to as well. And then today yeah, we today. have some, today we have some Hall of Famers. Yeah. So today we're, you know, we're up to present day. So not the final chapter of Transworld because there's still a lot more to come, but the current tra chapter of Transworld. And the reason, one of the reasons we did this series is because um, Transworld is into about 12 years of franchising now. And so over the last 12 years, there have been some great uh, franchise contributors that are in the Hall of Fame that we interview today. We also get to interview a couple uh, of the original franchisees that came on board even before Transworld was Transworld. Um, so that was really some interesting topics. But 
just their perspectives of how they got started in the business, why Transworld's grown for them and, and what growth they've um, been impacted with of the overall corporate brand. Yeah, it's been a great series. And this is a great listen to kind of wrap it up. And we're going to come back with some more stuff, I think, uh, this year as we continue to roll out our plan uh, to talk about things more locally. But this is kind of the beginning stages of Transworld right through today. And I think it's an interesting uh, because, you know, it's really like you said, it was a small little mom and pop business that got traded around a few times and now has grown into the global brand it is. So let's get to it. Let's jump in. Transworld Business Advisors is the world's largest business brokerage and mergers and acquisitions firm with over 500 brokers in nearly 200 offices worldwide. Transworld's team handles thousands of business sales every year. To be connected with a qualified business broker or learn more about the buying and selling process, visit tworld.com forward slash the deal board or call 888-719-9098. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And we are here talking part three of, or is it part four, Jessica? Part four of our franchise uh, history, talking about the history of Transworld, and we are talking about the franchise years. And we have four Hall of Famers with us today. Transworld, we have a Transworld Hall of Fame. And these are people who have been involved with the brand almost since the beginning and have made a serious uh, impact on the brand by being super successful and lending their talents to everything. I think everybody here was also on the ad fund at one point or, or helping out with conferences and speaking. So these are the leaders of Transworld, and I'm here to introduce you to them all. I have Karen Christensen, who is retired, uh, and she used to have our franchise, and she's been here since the beginning. I'll introduce her in a second. We have Marshall Pollock, and and we have uh, Jessica Fiakovich, and we have Michael here, all from California, everybody from California, except Jessica, who is from Texas now, if you want to, but um, did I get something wrong? So I love Indiana to be a part of California, but that's, <laughs> oh, Michael Berry, I'm sorry, right. I'm from Indiana, I'm from Indiana. So we have, um, it's, it's, uh, you know, everybody again is from the, from the hall of fame. And so uh, I do want to introduce them and have them introduce themselves and talk a little bit about how they got involved in Transworld in their beginning. Uh, so uh, we'll start with Karen because Karen was here from the beginning. Karen Christensen joined Transworld before the brand was Transworld. It was Franchise Martin Biz One Brokers with United Franchise Group. And then we came in and had our joint venture agreement a little over 13 years ago. So Karen, um, Welcome and welcome back. It's great to see you. Well, thank you. Uh, it has it has been a while. Um, so I was happy to get the call and happy uh, to uh, participate. And uh, as Andy said, uh, I was part of the United Franchise Group's uh, Franchise Mart Biz One Brokers. And I um, ended up doing that because I went to a franchise show in L.A. and I was uh, looking for a new career path after being in corporate finance my whole life. And um, initially was intrigued by Franchise Mart, but didn't really uh, sign on to it until they came up with also the concept of Biz One Brokers. And the whole business brokerage concept appealed to me from with my finance background. And I'd been involved in a lot of uh, mergers and acquisitions transactions in my life. And so that had a lot of appeal to me. So when UFG uh, blended the two of them together, that's when I signed up. And both franchises were new and UFG had never done anything like either one of them before. So uh, we were kind of, you know, in a learning uh, curve. And uh, fortunately, UFG 
recognize that. And I don't know exactly how the connection was made with, with Andy and Transworld, but thank God it was um, because it is what made the difference um, with all of the background and expertise and systems and knowledge that Transworld, which was statewide, I think in Florida, I don't remember, Andy, if you were in other states or not, but because you had multiple offices, um, Andy's saying, no, they were just in Florida, but because they had multiple offices and knew how to manage people and transactions and do marketing in multiple markets, that that knowledge and expertise coming over into the UFG world, which is a worldwide franchisor, um, the, the merging of those two, I think, was just the perfect meeting uh, of two businesses at just the right point in time. So I, as Andy will tell you, I was very happy to meet him and his organization. And I, um, and my partners and I, we came uh, fully engaged and and were, uh, I think, very successful. <laughs> you were. Um, being you a were. Transworld um, a franchisee. And, you know, I think we learned uh, quickly um, from Andy and his team and implemented a lot of things. And I think just being on the ground floor was a really great experience for me personally. Yeah, you did a great job when you came in. And I'll come back to that story in a minute about our, our first days. I'll ask about the early days. But Michael, uh, in Indianapolis, uh, tell us what you saw when you were coming in and decided to buy the whole state of Indiana. You know, I thought, oh, one thing I'll share a little bit of my background, like Karen did, I spent 25 years in corporate M&A. Uh, I assumed I was probably going to go work for a private equity group somewhere along the line. Uh, and when I, one of my advisors actually introduced me directly to Andy, um, and one of my advisors was Gary Damon, and he had been down there about six months prior to me being um, associated with Transworld. Um, and it, I put a call into Andy, and he actually answered the phone. and then I. He, we talked a little bit about the uh, franchise and he said, you know, I probably should t t let you talk to Bill Luce. And I said, okay, that's great. I talked to Bill Luce in about 10 minutes. He goes, you guys need to come down here and visit. I go, okay. I had never looked at any business brokerage firms before, uh, but I assumed I was going to be in the private equity world. So uh, at, the end of, at the end of the day, I went down, did my day on campus and saw what was going on down there. And I thought, well, this is, this is great because it fit tremendously in with my corporate background and, uh, what I thought was flexible at that point in time was you guys were already starting to do middle market deals, Andy, even though this is 10 years ago, um, which brokerage firms at that point had, been, had not even really kind of treadled that water before. Uh, and I thought that was great. It fit my background very well. So for some, from a summary perspective, that's kind of where we came from. And so, so far, it's been a great fit for 10 plus years. So thank yeah, you. You've done a great job, Michael. And so uh, Marshall, uh, and I'll save my co-host for last, but, uh, Marshall, uh, you came along and, uh, in sunny South Southern California in San Diego and, uh, give us a little bit about, you know, what you saw when you came in. Well, you know, it's interesting when I, um, first was looking for something to do back in, in 2010, um, I had was thinking about, you know, my background, I, uh, practiced law in Canada doing transactional work, uh, I'd uh, been involved in a number of different businesses, both from large and small manufacturing, distribution, uh, retail. And I'd just come out of a business um, after many years and uh, was looking for something else to do. And um, I just happened to be surfing the net and I saw this promotion for a business brokerage company. And I had no inkling about wanting to go in that direction or getting involved in a franchise, but I figured, what the heck, I may as well click and see what happens. And I click on the button and 10 minutes later, I get a phone call from a guy who introduces Transworld to me and we get to talking. He says, would you like to have coffee? And I said, sure. And two days later, he was at Starbucks having coffee with me. Uh, we met for about two hours. He said, uh, told me about Transworld and about their philosophy and about their history. 
Um, and I was very impressed. Uh, I was very impressed with the professionalism of it and the speed of which they got to me. And they said, well, I, we would really like you to come to Florida and, and meet the people. Uh, do you have some time to do that? I said, well, I can squeeze a day or two out. And I went to Florida and uh, uh, Bill picked me up in the morning at the hotel. It was very interesting back in those days. He was kind of quiet at the time, which was, I thought, unusual um, for Bill. And um, I, they took me over to the office and uh, I met with Andy and, and a number of other people. Um, we talked about uh, their systems and their philosophy and, and where they had this vision of where they wanted to go. Um, I was really impressed with the systems they had in place. Um, I had the real estate license that I needed to be able to get involved in the business and figured, you know, why not? I came home. I was really excited to talk to my wife about it. And uh, make a long story short, uh, I was back. I was in business by May of uh, 2011. And we started our conversation, I think it was January or February of that year. So uh, really have enjoyed the ride, really love the people. It's, it's a family. It's part of my family. And um, I've uh, enjoyed the ride so far. I've enjoyed all the improvements and development that's gone on over the years. And boy, it really feels good to be able to sit across the table from somebody you're talking to and tell them that you're part of a company that's in, what, 16 countries now, Andy, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, six, 700 brokers. We're just the biggest in the world. And boy, it really goes a long way to solidifying our reputation and our ability to to attract people to our industry and to uh, things we do. Yeah, thank you, Marshall. Yes, and all of you have been such a, a major part of watching the journey, but probably no one better sitting next to me, listening to me chat uh, with the podcast than uh, my partner, Jessica. And her husband, Al, came to us. It's over 10 years now, right? It'll be 10 years in March. Yeah. 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 So tell us how you got involved. Yeah. So mine's a little bit different. Um, didn't come from corporate. Alan, um, I owned a business in the the wine industry. We we're actually in Southwest Florida. Uh, we both came from small business backgrounds too. Um, my husband was my husband's family was in the fish industry out of New Jersey, um, off actually the same coastal town as where Andy grew up. And uh, my my grandparents were in the pharmacy business, so they owned a chain of pharmacies. So we grew up around small business. We became small business owners at a young age of 24. Um, and we decided to sell that business in 2012. Um, we hired a different broker um, out of Florida, not Transworld. And the transaction didn't go, I, I would say, the way we wanted it to. Um, so we were left with like, a little bit of, I'd say, a sour taste in our mouths. And, and one of my mentors in the wine industry had told me, if you ever find an industry where you can get involved in something and do it just 1% better than everybody else, you'll dominate the competition. So we took a six-month road trip and we were just talking about all these different business ideas and we kept coming back to business brokerage. And so we're like, well, why don't we just you know, go into business brokerage and maybe we'll find our next business to buy. And Andy, you and I joke about that on the show a lot. A lot of brokers come into this business thinking they're going to buy another business. I think you did the same thing. <laughs> so um, same thing in Marshall. I just did a quick Google search. Transworld was the first one that came up, sent an inquiry, get a call from Jason Anderson. He's like, hey, I'm just going to happen to be in your area tomorrow in Denver, Colorado. <laughs> he was not going to be in my area the next day, but he's going to fly out and meet me. And, um, you know, we, we had a quick meeting with Jason. I think we were down in Florida within a week or two um, after that. Alan and my, I make very quick decisions. So after our meeting with Andy, we were like, we're sold, we're part of this. We think this is really the great next move for us. Um, Try to give Bill Luce a check at that meeting. He wouldn't take it. He's like, oh, wait, wait, wait. We still have to, you know, think about you guys too. So, um, so yeah, so that was, that'll be 10 years in March and started with one single office. And now, yeah, we have a whole state of Colorado, a large territory in Dallas, Fort Worth and, and in Las Vegas. So. So that's great. I mean, obviously you've all been around for at least a decade or more and certainly, certainly saw a major part of our first decade as a franchise. We're starting our 13th year now. And so, and things have changed wildly have changed since those days. I, you know, as as Karen said, we 
we were all through Florida. We had about 10 offices in Florida at the time when we came and we, we had a pretty good idea of what we wanted to do and how we did it in Florida, but just extending, extending that across the nation, you know, from Indiana, from Colorado, from California, uh, to, to your, uh, as you start up from scratch, like, you know, we hadn't seen in, you know, 30 something years at Transworld. Uh, but UFG w- was pretty good at that, trying to implement these systems. So I'll, I'll just, you know, I, again, I'll, I'll, I'll go to Karen in a minute because I have, I, I have a good story about our first day together, uh, Karen and I, but, you know, Marshall, I'll, I'll, I'll start with you. You know, is there something that stands out in your early career at Transworld that, you know, you kind of felt like, here we go. Now we're turning the curve. You know, we, you know, we, we didn't have 700 people to start with. So it was a well, process. That's, that's a great question, Andy. Um, I, I, I just, you know, from day one, uh, I came back from training. I was so pumped up. I couldn't believe it. I, I was, the adrenaline was, was moving and I just didn't let go of that. Um, and it took a while. Um, you know, it took me probably a year, year and a half till I really, uh, felt comfortable um, with the listings I had, with the people I'd met, with the systems, getting to know everybody. Um, and it's just been a great ride. I mean, we've had some issues over the years with with uh, with our uh, CRM and things of that nature, but we've, we've gotten through them. Um, we're very much uh, trans world people. We, we just keep going and going. We've um, methodically brought on other people, other brokers into the office. Um, and I'm very happy with where we're at. Uh, we haven't grown like Jessica and Al. I'm a little bit older than them and I just don't have quite the energy that they do. But uh, we're really happy with where we are. Uh, we love to get together with Transworld people, um, to get together at the conventions, to get together regionally. Uh, and um, it's just been great all along. I, I don't see any time where where I I sat back and said, "Well, did I make a mistake doing this?" By by no question, it was best the best thing I've done in in my career. Great, Mike. I, you've done some traveling with us. Uh, we've spent some time overseas together, even in Mexico and Jamaica and a couple other places when we're celebrating our million dollar circle and things like that. So what are some of the, you know, memories that you have maybe in the early days of you starting up and getting into the middle market, doing some larger deals too? I think some of those things are a little different today than they were back then. Uh, Back then, the first year I was able to actually fly out the trainer to a facility here in Indiana. And they actually did onsite training for me for five to six people at a time, which I thought was amazing. It is great. I think the common denominator, Andy, as we talk through this is, and everybody's kind of touched on it, is uh, transworld people. There have been great people for like the last 10 years. And when you look at how uh, consistent, though, I think the people have been, I think that's developed the platform. And I think that's a, a wonderful tribute to you guys and, the, and your team back there, because that's I think that's the common denominator that's made this very successful. But yeah, we've had some good times traveling around the international places and it is, it, is a, it is a fun place to be, I think. I just have a question for Jessica, which is, Bill actually turned down money? Wait a minute. I don't know. <laughs> there, there's a few things like franchise laws that come into play. Yeah, you can't just buy it the same that's, day. Yeah. That's, <laughs> right. that's just unusual. I haven't heard that one before, but yeah. that's all right. I'll, I'll let Note to go. the FTC if you're listening. Yeah. Right. Follow the rules. Yeah. Especially Sorry, the California right. FTC who might be listening. And speaking yeah. of California, so my... Story with Karen, a cute story is, you know, when we decided to partner with Transworld, they had about a dozen franchisees at the time. Uh, And so we reached out to all the franchisees of uh, of Franchise Mart Biz One Brokers and flew them to Florida. Uh, We we did a lot of traveling back then. We used to fly people in who were interested in Transworld. The, The Zoom has killed all that, but we used to fly people in. And so... This was no different. You know, we were bringing uh, people into the trans world family and we brought them down and we had a meeting in our conference room and we gave our little speeches and we did our little sales meeting. And then we asked everybody at the end of the of our little speech, 
It's like, what do you think? And there was literally crickets in the room. I mean, it was just like we were talking to nobody. And then all of a sudden, Karen Christensen, Karen stood up and said, I'm in. This is great. I'm so happy. So what made you do that, Karen? <laughs> uh, well, so fortunately, first of all, I'm one of seven children, so I'm quite loud. Um, right. You always have to be heard, right? So, um, so what it was, Andy, it was trust. And I think that um, what you in particular bring to the table, as well as your team, is that there was an immediate feeling of, I can trust these people. They've got the knowledge, the background, um, and they're honest. And so it was that background and that been there, done that <laughs> um, experience that you guys brought to the table that uh, we were missing. And it was very obvious in that meeting that you and your team and that partnership is exactly what the organization needed. And um, obviously the last um, 13 years has proven that I was right. Um, so, so that's, so that's what it was. It was, we were really kind of struggling and you guys coming in was such a, a fresh air, um, that it, it just made a, a big difference. And I think that very quickly after that, really the energy picked up and the momentum and the number of franchisees coming on board to really build that larger organization that you need to support the infrastructure that it takes to run a company the size of Transworld. So that's, I was so happy to, to be in that meeting um, and to, to meet you and, and your team and, and to partner with you guys. Yeah, it was, it was a fun meeting. I remember it and uh, well, and I think we went to dinner afterward, had some wine. So I, I, I do remember it well. And, you know, speaking of resources and building teams, uh, Jessica has done a, a fantastic job at that. And that's why they're in the Hall of Fame as well. Uh, our first Hall of Fame recipients, by the way. And so, and you did build your team very quickly and, uh, and hit the ground running. So, you know, what was it? I mean, obviously, like, like Marshall uh, said you guys had the energy of young people and you were out to you know do it but there you know there was something else that you saw that you know kind of you were able to leverage and even take take us all all of us i think on the call could admit that alan jessica have, have brought things to the table that you know we're all using today including me in florida uh you know when i when i'm still running my florida offices so you know jess would you know yeah. I mean, I think one, like I mentioned, we came into the business thinking like, Hey, this will be a stepping stone until we find our next business to buy. And, and what ended up happening is we, we ended up falling in love with the industry. I mean, it's a great industry. It's a great business model, but more than anything else, we just love helping small business owners through their, their exit or acquisition process. We just love getting to know our clients, our entrepreneurs, figuring out, you know, the million ways to make a million dollars in this world. And um, it's it's not a well-known industry, right? So there was a lot of opportunity even 10 years ago to really make a mark in something. And I think that's that's pretty rare um, in this day and age where you find an industry that you can still really make a mark in without inventing the next, I don't know, Tesla or SpaceX, right? So, um, and we we had that that passion and connection, I think, through our family history that we felt like this was really a, a true calling or purpose. So I think it starts there. And that's why we we had the energy and the passion around developing the resources. Look, we had so much support uh, from the, the corporate office and learning from Andy and Karen and people along the way. And 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 like I do talk to when we talked to you know, new franchisees, I think people forget like the first couple of years, we actually, we struggled a bit, right? So we, we tried reinventing the wheel a bit in 2013, 2014, actually, and Karen, I don't know if you know this story, but I remember our turning point very specifically was um, in 2015 and we were at the awards and um, those who know my husband know he has a bit of a competitive streak in him. Um, and Karen was awarded as the MVP or the number one franchisee for the year. 
And Al was like, never again. Like I'm never losing again. <laughs> and um, that was the turning point. We went back in 2015 and we we started over. Um, we we got rid of a lot of our team. Um, we re-engaged in training and we decided we were just going to follow the process as Transworld taught us, as Andy built. Um, and we were going to just do that for two years. We were not going to mess with anything. We weren't going to question anything. And, and we're just going to follow the system for two years. And then we would tweak it after that. And that's what we did. And, and that's where I think really what made the difference for us. So it is going well. And, and I appreciate all those stories. So I will, uh, you know, wrap this up going around the room one more time. Uh, and I'll start with you, Michael. Um, you know, what do you, what do you see into the future uh, for trans world? You know, what, what are you hoping that uh, you continue your journey? Uh, I'll ask Karen a little different question at the end, but Michael, what what are you looking forward to? You know, I, I like your vision, to be honest with you. I think uh, we've seen in 10 years, I've been on the platform, the growth from roughly 50 people outside of Florida to now we're seven or 800 outside of Florida. I think it's the vision that you put out there for us as being a, a brokerage platform, ultimately become the ultimate brokerage platform of the uh, uh, for lack of a better term, the MLS uh, for the United States and in the greater in 16, 18 countries today. But I think that that vision drives people. Um, you know, our I think the other thing is, the, and Karen mentioned this a little bit earlier, even though our systems have come and had some issues along the way, we've always had a great background and support for that. And so I think those systems uh, that are becoming better and better every day are going to take us into the future as you talk about that. And so as we build a better database and we build a better structure and it's continuing to grow, I think it's going to be great for, for the United States. Uh, and I can't speak for international deals because I haven't done any yet, but what we're doing here in the United States, I think it's pretty cool. So yeah. I think, I, really I think that's pretty awesome. I, one other thing I think is a uh, tribute to you and your team, the flexibility, I think that Jessica had mentioned earlier, you know, uh, coming in and allowing people to kind of run their franchise, run their business the way they they kind of want to in the system. I think I think that's been key to being able to set up a long-term uh, process because not only can we do Main Street deals, which is what everybody's trained on, but you're allowing people to do middle market deals. Now you even have a whole team in Florida now that supports the system to do that. So I think the flexibility that you guys have built in has been tremendous. So I think that's going to continue to take us through the next 10 to 15 years. And uh, I think the future looks brighter than the past, to be honest with you, Andy. And, and you, you guys had a great past. So yeah, thank you. That's a great question. Thank you. Agreed, Marshall. What What are you looking forward to? Well, uh, you know, I, I'm fortunate to uh, be sitting on the tech committee right now, and uh, and looking forward to what that holds for the future. Our data mining, our ability to uh, be able to be uh, the leader in the market, to be able to to say we got more data than anybody else, and and this is how things are supposed to be, and this is how things will be. Um, you know, I. Uh, see the future. One of the, the beauties of this business for me particularly is I don't see myself retiring as long as I have my faculties and my wits about me. I want to do this business uh, till the day that I uh, am ready to, to to go someplace else, so to speak. And I think that um, that this opportunity, this this business allows people to do that. Um, retirement's not a word I throw around really in, in my life today. Because I can, I have great people in the office. I can, you know, if I want down the road, do as many or as few deals as I want and be helpful to everybody around me and still enjoy that process and the opportunities to talk to people and to help people uh, sell their businesses and buy businesses and, and develop franchises. Uh, that's what we're here for. And that's what I love to do. And uh, I think the future is, is, is so rosy that no matter what happens to the economy up and down or sideways, we're always going to be at the top of the heap and we're always going to be the best in the, in the, on the block. So that's what I see for the future. Excellent. Excellent. So I'll throw it to you, Jessica. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think our best years are ahead. Um, it's really funny. Like, you know, we've, and we've talked about this on the podcast a lot is like part of 
part of the success of the business brokerage community and, and the small business and mid-sized business sale market is awareness, right? A lot of people don't know that they can sell their small to mid-sized businesses. And we've talked a lot about like, how do you make buying a business cool, right? As cool as a startup or as well-known as a startup. And I think that that's really turned in the last couple of years. And I think trans world and, and what we've done as an organization has a really big part um, to play in that. And so I think we're, we've turned a corner in, in this business brokerage community and this small business sales market, mid-size sales market for owners is, is just about to really blow up and open up. And I, I credit the work that Transworld, every agent, every broker, every corporate staff member has done um, for that and for the future that's really going to benefit all entrepreneurs. And I will go to Karen uh, last and not ask her what she's looking forward to the future because she has already decided to retire and take it a little bit easier in her life. But why don't you give a piece of advice to future folks, people who are coming in the future? You were obviously the most successful franchisee in the beginning. Uh, and so what did you attribute that to? You and Ralph did a great job. I want to mention Ralph as well. So you know, what do you think, Karen? What would you give other people? Uh, well, first of all, this? Ralph does say hello to everyone. Yes. So, um, yes. So he's, he's doing quite well. Um, he is also retired. Yes. Uh, so I, I think this business, I, I appreciate what Marshall was saying about that. He never really wants to retire. And I do think that this kind of business model gives you the flexibility to build an organization and or be an individual contributor and gives you some lifestyle flexibility. So I do think that that's, um, that that's a great option for people coming into the, in, into the industry. Um, but the advice I would give to new franchisees is do what Transworld tells you to do <laughs> because um, obviously it's an incredibly successful organization that has continued to grow and evolve and make investments in the right thing. So don't come in and try and change the world. Get in there. I think Jessica said it well, right? Take two years, do everything the trans world tells you to do. And then if you want to tweak a few things, fine. But but the reason Transworld is successful is because you have a great business model. And that's what franchisees are investing in. So get in, do the hard work, invest your time and energy. And um, most, most people that do that are successful in the Transworld franchise. Yes, they are. Okay. And I will wrap this up by thanking each one of you for your contributions over the years and everything you did, I mean, and continue to do. I'll, I'll start with Karen. Thank you so much for believing in us in the future uh, back then and standing up at that meeting and uh, saying, I'm oh, in, you really changed the whole day that day and made it made us all feel better i felt like i was just standing up there and no one was listening so it was great to have you a part of that and you took that and you just rolled it right into your success and took some of our you know things that we did michael uh who's uh trans world business advisors of indiana you know michael does do work on the upper end deals i know he helps other franchisees with their with their middle market deals. So thank you, Michael, for that. Marshall, uh, you have been incredible on the tech committee as well as the ad fund. And uh, I think you've all sat on the ad fund, by the way. And so thank you for your leadership there and continued uh, doing such a great job in San Diego. And of course, my co-host, Jessica, uh, thank you for everything that you've done, uh, not only now expanding beyond Colorado into Texas and other areas of Las Vegas as well. So thank you uh, everyone for coming here today and joining us. I really appreciate it. Great to be here. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Annie. Appreciate Thanks, it. Annie. It was nice to reconnect. Hey, Jessica, you know what time it is? Money time? Almost. It's time for listing of the week. We're back and we happen to be outside in beautiful Bend, Oregon. And I am with Jonathan Che from Transworld Business Advisors of Central 
Oregon, and we have another great listing for you. Jonathan, what do you have? Yeah, so it's a building materials business in the Willamette Valley. They've been in business for over 10 years. They own their own real estate. They do about $12.5 million in revenue, and that revenue line has uh, gone up uh, uh, consistently and will go up this year. They are doing about $1.6 million in seller discretionary earnings, and it's a business with about $600,000 in equipment and about two and a half, two point seven in inventory. Uh, the listing price is $4.5 million, and it is a steal. The reason why the owner wants to sell now is he's tired and he wants to pass on the business and retire in peace. Uh, so great opportunity for uh, somebody who wants to add on or uh, just have a great standalone business uh, to operate. And now that sounds like an amazing deal. And that's what we always hear from buyers. I want to buy a business where the owner is retiring. And it sounds like he's giving a really good price because they want to make sure that someone's successful with their business and takes it to, to a new level. Yeah, I think that this is poised to grow uh, not only a top line revenue, but expand into some of the other business categories that the owner hasn't uh, taken advantage of. But yeah, there's a lot of meat on this bone. Excellent. And Jonathan, what's the best way to get in touch with you if somebody wants to learn more? Sure. Email me at jchoe at tworld.com. Or you could call me at area code 541-920-9026. Great listing. I'm sure it'll fly off the So you better call soon. Call soon. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And we are continuing to talk to top-notch franchisees here at Transworld. We got a great crew uh, on this portion of the call. And of the podcast, uh, we have John Roman from Atlanta uh, doing a great job down there. We have Aaron Fox uh, from Massachusetts up there with Jennifer. And uh, we have sp spoken to uh, Jessica Fiakovich, but we have Al, the man, the myth, the legend here with us today. So I'm going to just jump right into the interviewing and start with John. John, talk to us about how you got involved with Transworld. Yeah, before, uh, hello everyone. Before uh, Transworld, I was in uh, the commercial banking industry for 16 years. I was on and off with the Georgia Association of Business Brokers. I knew kind of what they do and how, what they stand for. I dealt with a couple of them and didn't like the way they provided their services to their customers and always kind of, you know, fooled around with the idea of why not becoming a business broker. But then I had a very strong career in the banking. It's hard to, to live. Uh, to leave a $250,000, income for something that you're just getting started, right? Uh, right? But I, you know, I did my due diligence. Obviously, being in banking, the first thing you do is due diligence and then analysis, right? Uh, and everything checked out. So I said, hey, let's give it a shot. So on my birthday in uh, August 2014, I made myself a gift, which was the resignation from that job. And I called the RVP, uh, I think it was Jeff Griffith. And I think I was one of the fastest franchisees who signed up. Yeah, I, th I think you were. And, uh, you know, uh, you've been a great franchisee building out uh, down there in Atlanta on the Ad Fund board doing lots of great things. So uh, thank you, John. I'll, 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 I'll head out north and go to Aaron, Aaron Fox. So Aaron, why don't you tell us what why you got involved and that'll lead right into my next guy so i uh i had kind of a different background i was in a 120 year old family business and um we basically decided that uh supply chains weren't where we wanted them and we didn't realize what good foresight we had coming into 2020 um, and we were we uh, basically sold off. But what you quickly find out is when you've kind of worked for yourself or worked for uh, family members that you can be um, more vocal and transparent than most corporate organizations, uh, you find out you're really bad as an employee. And I got a call from uh, one of uh, a really good friend of mine from uh, college who just said, he's like, 
goes, Aaron, this, he goes, you would love this. He goes, I don't care what you're doing right now. Stop right now. He goes, just open an office in Boston. He goes, I don't even, he goes, I don't even care. Just stop and just go do it. He's like, you're going to love it. And, uh, you know, he was right. You just hit the ground running and you're like, this is, this is the best job in the world. That's awesome. Who was that person? So that was uh, this Al Fialkovich guy out in Denver. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yes. So Al, you uh, oh. dragged uh, Aaron in. And so talk about how you got involved. Yeah, I, I do it 10 out of 12 times. Uh, or Well, 12 out of 10 times it would be uh, moving forward. It was, it was awesome. But uh, I grew up a short story grew up in a family business my dad wanted me to take over his company i said no <laughs> and then uh went and did the corporate thing and like aaron you know growing up in a business family business role you're a bad employee and i was a pretty bad employee so jessica and i quit our last corporate jobs i think at 25 started our first business and uh which was in the wine and spirits business, sold that within 30 months using a business broker. And I've been around some deal work and I was like, this guy is terrible and there's gotta be a better way to do this. And uh, we started looking around, you know, who's our competition as we were moving back to Colorado at the time. And there's a lot of like small shops were like, Hey, what about a friend? What about a franchise? And we inquired on, I don't know, the three or four franchises and, Never heard back from any of them besides one, which was the Transworld folks, Jason Anderson. We heard back from him in about five minutes, I think. And uh, once we hit the submit button and he says, hey, I'm going to be in your area. I'm like, holy crap, you're going to be in Denver, <laughs> which is a sales tactic I know now, which works very well. And uh, Bill Luce and him were in, in, the, in the area. And then, I don't know, we were in Florida meeting Andy. Uh, in his conference room a couple of weeks later. And uh, I knew that the deal was done then. I said, we're, we're going to, we're going to do this. And I think I told you I was going to be your, uh, your number one franchisee uh, in that meeting. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was awesome. So rest kind of history. And that was 2013. Yeah. It's been about 10 years and uh, I don't want to date this podcast because hopefully people will be listening to it for a long time about the history and I think what's interesting about all three of you is um, uh, it sounds like three of us were really bad employees. And John, you are the only good employee out there uh, being in banking for a long time. But, you know, you all have something that's similar that, you know, you all jumped in and you weren't uh, necessarily a brand name. The Transworld was not a brand name in your area. And really, there was no one, nobody else in your area. And you just kind of came in and grew it literally from, you know, the system to what you are today and you're all three of you are leaders. So we'll say, we'll go back to Al real quick because he, I think he's the longest tenure and then I'll go to John next, but Al, you know, what, what was that like? You know, what, what, you know, you've done a lot of things that, you know, focused on certain things, but you kind of came out running and gunning pretty fast and talk about that. Yeah. Well, we, we only had a finite pile of money at the time. So we just, and we wanted to, I guess, uh, what's, what's the word? We wanted to be awesome at this and we knew we could do a really good job. And we just really worked our ground game and our street game, got to know everyone, told everyone what we were doing. And it just worked really, no one was servicing the economy well in Colorado at the time. So we just, we just hit it hard and started doing some deals. And then it just like, it became such a snowball. It just you do one deal leads to another, and it just and do a good job for people, and it just really, really fed on itself. And we got some people, more good brokers, uh, and it just. Uh, I think I think we just hit it really, really hard, and you know we're out networking every night, and it was just all the all the conferences and just uh, lots and lots of coffee, lots of coffee, very good coffee. You're you're a good coffee. Yes. You know, and and so speaking of getting off to a quick start, you know, I I think John, um, you did a great job in your first years, uh, and uh, you know, you were even probably questioning yourself. And I think at one point you got the most improved uh, franchisee award, whether that was your second year or your third year, I forget what it was. But you know, what 
what was what took you over the hump? What what you know took you to being you know the top broker you are in Atlanta? That was actually the second year because that was, that was a huge surprise coming from Bill. I was truly surprised because I went in for one reward and I left with three rewards. Obviously, it's always a good time. Um, what is it? I mean, I've always been a driven uh, person. You know, I, I, I got into, you know, into, uh, into this with really no liquidity. I had no money, right? So I had to provide. Obviously, I was a, I was a breadwinner for, for the family, and I had to get things jumping very, very fast. And you worked in my favor, you know, after being on the streets for uh, 14, 16 hours a day, pretty much every day for the first six months. And I got it off and running. And you said that we, uh, you know, we were first in our market. Alana was a little bit different. I don't know if you remember, but there were three offices here that unfortunately didn't create a good reputation. So when I signed up, I was really number four. Um, but within three months, everybody else left and I was the only one standing. So that's kind of what, uh, how I got started, but, but that, um, you know, being a driven individual and knowing exactly the plan, the training was great. Obviously, uh, Glenn gave me a good, uh, good motivation there and how to do things right. Yeah, you did a great job. And yes, uh, you did probably walk away with at least three awards that, uh, thank you. <laughs> it was a great evening. <laughs> it was a great evening, and uh, and yeah, uh, just for everybody's reference, John unfortunately is trying to catch a plane, and he is upside down right now in Atlanta Airport, which is not uh, unusual uh, this time of year. We are here in the winter. We're making these videos, so uh, and and tapes. And speaking of winter, uh, we'll head up north to Boston, and you know. Uh, Aaron, you were in a family business. Uh, you and your wife decided to do this, and uh, you have a couple of young kids, and you're running around. And you know, talk to me about your path uh, to you know getting where you are today. It's been uh, it was a it was a fun path. I mean, with us when we started up here, we were I I mean the closest Transworld office to us was six hours away, so there wasn't really any brand recognition. I mean, I think I spent the first. Honestly, in our market, I think I spent the first two years at most listing appointments explaining what a business broker was and why they actually needed one. People didn't know what it was. And then they were like, a trans what? What's a, what's a trans world? And uh, it was always great when we had, like, we get a lot of snowbirds up here. So it was fantastic when they'd gone down to Florida and they had the brand recognition. <laughs> but um, we were, you know, it, that was that was the challenge. And then, you know, two young kids at home. Um, still young kids at home. Um, they were, they're looking at us and they're like, all right, go get it done because, you know, those daycare bills are coming, whether you sell a business or not. So it was kind of, it was a, it was a fun thing. It was just a lot, you know, lots of coffee, get out there and meet new people. And what we quickly found out was the biggest, uh, advantage we had was we were doing this full time it was night and day. Like there was a lot of people that were doing this almost as a side job or side work and fill in and people didn't like, you know, they, they didn't, weren't really telling people what the whole business broker um, mantra was and why it developed, uh, why it would develop a network and build deals in a pipeline. Yeah, I, I agree. It is a full-time job. And uh, you were talking a little bit about that you enjoyed your ride. So I'll go to Al. Al, I mean, you have a, a unique perspective on this and you do uh, revel in the, in the winds and sometimes give me a call when uh, things are going sideways. What do you like about this? I mean, it's kind of <laughs> crazy, right? Yeah. Well, Aaron and I were in each other's weddings and I called him and like, that's the amount of trust we have in each other. I think he was understanding, but I was like, you need to do this. And like, I, I don't call a lot of friends and say that. And I think you're one of the only ones that I've actually done that with. So it's just, it is, you got to be able to handle the ups and downs. And I think coming from family business, uh, you're able to empathize with those business owners. You know what people are looking for and you know how to talk to them and like not having a plan B is I think, uh, you know, part of it, like Aaron was saying, like, we never had a plan B and you got to be all in all the time 
with that and our competitors are letting it making it easy for us because they're treating this as a well-paid part-time hobby but what i'd love the most and we're almost at 800 closed deals is that um the impact it's had on people and like the at first i got into this to make some money and you know pay the daycare bill right and that but is that's been a byproduct of it because it's been like really fun and the fulfillment that we've gotten from it, from helping people changing our lives, whatever they're doing. It's like some people are walking away being millionaires. Some people are just getting off a big lease burden, like whatever it is, we're solving their problem and taking that investment banking level expertise and then applying it to the lower middle market and main street. And like, that's where I think we've done a good job about. And then also seeing the team, like a lot of people on my team have become millionaires from doing this, but working their ass off, not having a plan B and just going for it every single day and playing full out is really what it, what it is. And that that's been fun. And Aaron's, uh, we had a fun time earlier this year that those guys have done that. And so has John, John has done that as well. And obviously you have, sir. Yeah. I mean, we, we all have, and it's, it's a great point. So Aaron, uh, you know, talk to me about what you enjoy most. I mean, you know, I'll kind of laid it out there of, of helping people, but you know, what do you like about this? So, you know, kind of staying close to my roots, you know, like old habits always die hard, right? I've been doing a lot with family businesses and multi-generation family businesses, and you're getting in there and Honestly, I think Al and I should do a completely separate spot on how to tell your dad you're selling his business because you want nothing to do with it. But uh, <laughs> the uh, you start meeting with these people and they're like, you know, they've inherited a business. It's gone through three generations. You're giving them a path out that they're still seeing the business continue, the legacy continue, and they're getting this liquidity event that they never even uh, they never even anticipated. But at the same point in time, exactly, you know, Tal's point you're bringing in like you're bring, basically bringing in their C-suite to make these companies saleable because they're, and it's just so exciting when you're looking at it and you see something like a company that's been around for over a hundred years, there's really no exit strategy. There's nothing in it. And you're telling them, all right, here's how we're going to do this. I, I'm going to go, we're going slow to market with you. We're going to take the next six months. We're going to get this in position and seeing the look on their face when you're at the closing table or you're just, even before that, when you're sitting down and you're like, hey, we're negotiating 10 offers, you you tell me which one you want. Right. I mean, it, it's, it's great. I mean, you know, obviously applying the system and, you know, John, being the ex-banker, uh, you know, this does come down to money sometimes, but, you know, what do you enjoy about this? I mean, I know you're, you, you, you were involved even before in deals, but what do you enjoy? Well, my role, it's a little bit different and I always planned to be that way. And finally worked back in 2019 where I stopped doing deals directly and had my agent involved with, with every deal. So I was kind of a lead generator, rainmaker, so to speak. But also what I enjoy is put the deals together because each one of these agents are calling me if they run in any type of obstacles. And it's like, like a puzzle game. You just have to put the pieces together to make sure that things will work. Sometimes it blows up in your face and you just have to wash it and move it on to the next deal. Like Aaron said, you know, sometimes we do have 10 deals, 10, uh, 10 offers on the table. We have to pick the best one and make sure that the one we pick is the right one. Uh, sometimes it's not, and we have to go to option two, option three and all that. Uh, but yeah, what I enjoy the most is really helping my team to grow. And like Al said, you know, most, most of the time, I mean, some of these people are millionaires. Mine almost got to that level. They're not there yet, but they, they have that as goals. And that I will we'll celebrate that together. Whenever they're going to break a mill, that will be a huge celebration in, in the Atlanta office. Yeah, things, things have been getting bigger and bigger all the time. And, um, you know, Aaron, uh, I, I know that uh, we keep building this thing. You know, what are you looking forward to? You're a young guy. I mean, everybody on this call is kind of young in business brokerage terms. So you guys are super young. So what are you looking forward to? It's it's honestly, it's just fun watching, watching it change because we're seeing more great businesses come to market that are exciting to work with, more great owners that are looking at it saying, all right, I just, you know, I want to retire. It's... Uh, 
And it's really fun seeing the next generation come in that doesn't want to work in a corporate office or spend that time or, you know, uh, servitude in a uh, cubicle. <laughs> and um, right. they just want to jump right in and, you know, take that entrepreneurial splash. And it's really, I think the thing I'm more I'm probably looking forward to the most is selling businesses that I've sold before to that next generation. And just working with them and saying, oh, hey, here's was your financials back in like 2012 when we put this package together. Now let's look at it again in, you know, 2025 and then hopefully looking at it again in 2035. Like, it, it, I think that's going to be a really fun, fun story to have. Yeah. John, what are you looking forward to in the in the future? Well, a lot of success for sure. I got to catch up. Al, Al has always been, always been the uh, Al and Jessica have always been the lookout team. So I'm trying to catch up to them. Um, with that said, if I'm getting to that level, my team will be millionaires like his team and everybody will be happy. But obviously, the more money, the merrier, right? Um, larger deals and honestly, more money. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we keep maturing in, uh, you know, moving up market. And so you started mentioning that before, Al, and, you know, all the systems we're building out, all the marketing that we're doing nationwide, all the, all the things that all three of you have done to make trans world a household name. And you have all done that and hall of fame careers on a couple of you. And, uh, and so what's the, you know, what's, what's next? I mean, what do you see? Al? I, I know you've already, jumped from uh, Colorado and you're into Texas and a couple other places. What's next? What are you looking What's for? Next? I think uh, well, a couple things as I'm thinking here. So I think we make it, need to make it easier for clients to do business with us, both buyers and sellers. And that comes from a variety of things that we're working on through the technology front or just having lots of really smart people like everyone on this, this Zoom and just bringing different ideas. Uh, and really leveraging that technology. You know, I joke about Rosie the robot from the Jetsons, but it's a real thing. We need Rosie the robot and their friend to come, to come along and then just make it, Aaron had said it earlier, what's a business broker? And just people need to know because we've also, we've taken a lot of market share, but we've made market share. So if Transworld needs to be the Kleenex of business brokers and people think I'm going to sell my, my business, they need to think about Transworld, not anyone else or their realtor or whatever people do now. So just like that'll be the go-to. And it just, that's what we're all, I think, getting getting toward and just the, the Kleenex. Because Kleenex is the name of the company, not the, not it's a tissue, man. <laughs> it is just like Xerox, just like a couple <laughs> other things where uh, they, they definitely wanted, uh, yeah. you know, where you become ubiquitous with buying and selling businesses, the marketplace. And that's where we're going. And I just want to thank the three of you and everybody else that has appeared on the, on this uh, episode. It's been great. Uh, personally, uh, I never, ever thought the company would be where it is today. And it's, it's just because of everybody here and everybody UFG and everybody that has joined us over the years as agents, you know, uh, agents come and they, have a, a career sometimes they're on sunset sunsetting in their career uh but they just you know join our offices and help us grow and so guys uh thank you for joining me today and being a part of telling the history of trans world because you are a part of it so thank you hey andy do you know what time it is it's time for our deal of the week deal of the week Sold. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is deal of the week, selling businesses. And we are with the man, Chris Redmond Chip from Transworld Business Advisors of Central Florida. And Chip, this was a nice one. Nice little deal, right? Yeah, we had an Asian restaurant uh, right near our theme parks, right near Universal. Right. Um, we had a, they were doing hibachi, teppanyaki. Uh, basically, a buyer kind of wanted to come in, take the concept over and kind of spin it a little bit, do a little bit more sushi. So they bought the concept out, bought the lease out, and they're going to take over in a couple of months after they do some renovations. They paid one hundred ninety thousand for it, and we closed it in two months. Right, and it was a business that was making money too, right? It was making great money. 
Yeah. So and now at one hundred ninety thousand dollars, I don't think you can even build something out these days for one hundred ninety. No, they had over two hundred thousand in build out plus existing business plus employees. It, it was fantastic. They just can do a little renovating again, kind of switch it over a little bit more for like a sushi station, and off and running. All right. Well, that's another good deal for good people. Uh, Chip, what's the best way to get in touch with you if somebody wants to do more deals? Email, phone calls. Uh, email is chrisredmond at tworld.com. Cell is 321-299-6867. Excellent. Good deal. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. Hey, Jessica, you know what time it is? Money time? Almost. It's time for listing of the week. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And it is listing of the week. And we have Pam Vincent here from Transworld of DFW or North Texas and- uh, DFW, North Texas. Hi, everybody. Hey, Pam. So tell us about your deal. Well, I'd like to advocate for Sochi. Um, we've invested in that for, we're in our second year, I guess, when it came out. And I have a listing that came from a high school uh, associate. He was a year behind me, not a follower, but his brother is. So that's how he found out I'm a Perfect. business broker. And they uh, bought a very interesting uh, location south of Dallas um, 15 years ago, but it's in a historical building. It was uh, originally in the early 1900s. It's been converted over time. It's currently a live music venue, uh, cafe, and bar. It's got real estate of 2.4, 2.5 million, and the business itself got $800,000. Nice. Sounds like a nice deal. Is it a SBA qualified? It will be, yes, of course. I haven't done that pre-qualification. It's a pretty new listing. Uh, but what's exciting about it is uh, the area is just exploding, just like all of North Texas. But north of Dallas has gotten so expensive. People are now going south of Dallas because they can get a little bit more for their, their money. Uh, and they're closer downtown to work. So it's um, it's a real neighborhood spot. It's got people who've been there, you know, been patrons for a long time and and they have some pretty big names there if you like country music. There you go. Love country music. So, Pam, what's the best way to get in touch with you if somebody wants to learn more? At pvincent at tworld.com. Excellent. Thanks for coming in today. Absolutely. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for tuning into the show today. If you like the podcast, share it with your friends on social media. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app. If you have questions, would like to appear or have suggestions for topics for the show, get in contact with us through our website, thedealboardpodcast.com. Life's soundtrack can feel a bit like... But you can still change the station. With Delta Airlines, you can turn your soundtrack into a global chorus. Delta. Keep climbing. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.